Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. Thank you so much for joining me today on Michigan Minds. I really appreciate it. But before we get started, could you introduce yourself and share a little bit about your role at the University of Michigan? Thank you for inviting um, inviting me to this program. It's really great. So I'm Carl Jepson. I'm a professor of orthopedic surgery and biomedical engineering. I'm also the associate dean for research at the medical school. Um, I also play a role as a director of the Michigan Integrative Musculoskeletal Health Center. And for purpose of this interview, I'm also the chair of the research and academic uh, academic safety committee. So I know that this month is National Safety Month. So could you explain to the listeners what the Research Safety First campaign is and how this campaign came about? Sure, yeah. So um, there was a university audit about eight years ago, and the audit team discovered a lack of interest and regard for safety in research at U of M. And this led to the creation of a committee called the Laboratory and Research Safety Committee. So initially this committee was very large and the charge, the primary charge of the committee was strengthening the culture of safety at U of M. Okay, and this committee is comprised of faculty staff from around campus. And we report to four of U of M's top leaders. This includes the provost and executive vice president for academic affairs, the executive vice president for business and finance and the chief financial officer and the vice president for research and the vice president for medical affairs. So our task was to set up an infrastructure for safety. And at the, initially, what we, we looked at the U of M and its large geographic distribution of all the buildings and, and the quite diverse hazards that are going um, on in terms of academic um, activities, we thought that a centralized committee was just insufficient to really make a dent in, in, in strength and culture safety. So at the time, we split it up into different units. And these units kind of self-selected and they're mostly, mostly along the lines of the schools and colleges and the institutes. Um, so about three years ago, we were asked to establish an escalation policy. And at that time we realized that um, this infrastructure was in place, but they didn't really have an, um, any accountability plans, okay? So, so we spent a lot of time more inward facing, trying to build up um, these, these, these plans um, so that there's clear lines of communication that could be relied upon to ensure that faculty, staff, and trainees are working in a safe manner. So now it was in interesting, it was during this time that we reframed the committee. Okay, so initially it was very large, and then we said, okay, what we need really to move this forward is a smaller, more nimble committee, which we were, which we were allowed to do. And we also at the same time refreshed the university's commitment to safety as a core institutional value. You know, that's a really important aspect here. So everyone understands that the University of Michigan is asking people to be safer, not just any one of us, okay? Um, and at this time, we also changed our name from the Laboratory Research Safety Committee to the Research and Academic Safety Committee. So this better reflected the diverse range of activities that are going on. It's not just a, a traditional laboratory setting, but it's everywhere in shops and studios all around campus. Okay, and so, so one thing I wanted to point out about this effort is that yesterday we actually had um, our first in-person safety committee um, summit in three to four years. <laughs> so, so it was fantastic. 
And it was really amazing to see all the work that's being done on campus uh, for safety. And the decision, I think it was probably around seven years ago to create that infrastructure of all these different units actually was a, turned out to be a really good choice. Okay, so what we found at the summit was that there's a lot of creative work being done and a lot of efforts underway that are these individuals who are embedded within the framework of this infrastructure are helping faculty, staff, and trainees to be safer and to do it in this really novel way of not this heavy-handed compliance-driven approach, but through cooperation. And it was a really amazing outcome to see that from that summit. Thank you so much for sharing that. That sounds like a great reason to move this campaign forward. With this, what are some of the main goals that the campaign has and what should researchers or faculty members be aware of? Okay, so great question. Um, so as I was trying to allude to, this is not a heavy-handed compliance-driven campaign. This is a campaign based on culture and shifting the culture of safety because we know in the long run that will be a better, more sustainable approach to improving safety on campus. So as I said before, the main charge of, that, of our committee was to strengthen the culture of safety on the University of Michigan campus. And this includes all faculty, staff, and trainees that do research and conduct their academic work there. Okay, and like I said before, this includes your traditional laboratory setting, but also all shops and studios, okay, anywhere where any kind of hazardous um, activity is, is going on. So as you know, at U of M, <laughs> you know, our job is to push the boundary of knowledge, right? And we are also training um, new individuals. Okay, so we have, this, we have this dilemma, right? So we're trying to push the boundary and yet do this training at the same time and yet be productive. So we have to do all of that and wrap it into this envelope of safety. So people are coming in um, in their workday being safe and they leave the day being safe. Okay, and that is one of the goals of this is, is to move that culture forward, okay? So one thing I wanted to emphasize is that our team and all the infrastructure that's put into place has a genuine interest in improving our environment. Okay, so all members feel safe in, in what they're doing and that they have, and that the, that the institution itself is genuinely interested in listening to any concerns that may arise. Okay, so that's one thing I wanted to, to make sure that the, the people listening to this interview really understand that that's a really important aspect for, for what we're doing. But one thing I wanted to kind of point out, it does help drive my thoughts on, on, on where this campaign is going because it kind of sets up like an internal bar for this you know, so I think of, so I have two daughters and I often think of them as they start developing their career choices, you know, as we move from <laughs> want to be a ballerina and a princess. And now one of, one of my kids wants to be a brain surgeon. Okay. And, and as she is starting to put together her career path, they often think, okay, what happens if she wants to start putting together a research, you know, um, program? Okay. And if she enters into a lab, would she be safe? Okay, so she in some ways and just envisioning what that might look like is, is kind of a litmus test for this is that I would hope that she would enter into that environment and that if she was going to start on a procedure that the lab had her back. That they would stop her in the event that she was going to start doing something that would be unsafe. Okay, and that they would train her in an appropriate way so that she could do her research in a safe way. Okay, and that's kind of where my, my frame, you know, my, my frame of mind is in terms of 
um, the bar that I set, that my daughter would be safe working and learning at U of L. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's really great information. Moving forward, what is the Michigan Safety Portal and how does this help labs and researchers? Uh, good question. So the Michigan Safety Portal is a, is a really nice centralized way for um, faculty, staff, and trainees to communicate with the environmental health and safety. So it is a, it, what we used to use was a lot of email communication. So when an inspector would come out to a lab on an annual basis, they would inspect it if they found a deficiency. A lot of that was communicated in, in this by email. Okay, so the, the My Safety Portal provides a more centralized resource for doing that. So then we have a history of, of, of what's happened and a centralized resource for people to go in, uh, make the corrections, and go about their day. And it also helps um, these embedded safety professionals who are in the, in the, in the safety committees that are on campus because they can go into this portal and look at a much broader base and start collecting data and seeing trends about where some of the faculty, staff, and trainees may be struggling with safety, okay? Areas where they can try to identify programs where they can shore up safety, okay? So it has many features that we're, that we're very hopeful that we're just beginning to understand how useful this portal will be. Sounds like a great place to have all information in one spot. If individuals were to have a safety concern, whether it's in their research lab or in their studio, who should they contact or should they go directly to this Michigan safety portal? First thing I would suggest is that the first person they should contact is their, is their faculty member or the principal investigator. Okay, that, that should be the first point of which they should go. So if they're not available, then if there's a local safety coordinator around, okay, then they should be knowledgeable, can probably help them. Okay, now if that fails, <laughs> then I would suggest going to EHS, okay? Because the safety inspectors are always available to answer questions, okay? And I'm not saying that that is a particular pathway of communication, um, but in general, that is usually you start locally and, and then work towards central campus. You mentioned EHS. Could you explain what that is, please? So EHS is Environmental Health and Safety, and they're an amazing group of individuals. Who, have, who are charged with keeping our, our campus safe, and they do this in a very proactive way, okay? And so it's not just our campus and the individuals on there, but also the environment. So they make sure that any of the chemicals that we're using in our labs don't enter into our streamways and into our, into our fields, um, which is also really important because we have, we have to be stewards of our, of our resources. Absolutely, thank you for sharing that. But before we finish today, I would like to ask if there's anything that you would like to share or one takeaway that you hope listeners remember from our conversation. Yeah, and you know, just in reflecting on that summit I mentioned, you know, I've really come to realize that safety is not something you do alone. Okay, it's not something that happens in a vacuum. You know, it, it takes a village to create a safe working environment. Okay, and that's probably a key aspect here. You know, and central to that is, is trust and caring. Okay, and we need our senior students and our staff to watch out for the new students that are coming into the labs to make sure that they're training them and, and ensuring that the training is effective and that they're proficient in doing the, the procedures um, in a safe way. Okay, and that's what I mean about, you know, having the backs of these new individuals coming to the lab spaces because they are the, the most vulnerable. Okay, and, and I think that's an important aspect. Um, 
So I, I think, in, you know, the other thing I'd like to, um, people listening to this interview also to remember is that, you know, as they go about their academic programs, you know, to pause briefly, okay, and just before you begin a project, to do what's called a safety moment, okay? And this is just one to two seconds of your time to reflect on whether or not you're ready to do the work safely. So if your gut says you're not ready, please have the strength and the courage to stop, to reboot, to start the project over, getting new knowledge about how to do it safely. Um, I think a lot of our um, staff and um, trainees especially are just convinced that they have to meet the, a deadline. Okay, and that one or two seconds is all it takes is between you know, a meaningful outcome and one in which you may risk hurting yourself or hurting a lab mate. Okay, you know, that's the one thing about, about um, safety. Some accidents and some incidents are not just limited to you. It could affect other people as well or our environment, okay? So these safety moments are really, really important. And so if, if anyone listening to this, if, if it, it's just one or two seconds before you begin, if your gut says stop, listen to your gut, trust it. Thank you so much for sharing all the information that you've shared today. We really appreciate you joining us today on Michigan Minds. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.